0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a mini edition of the Winging It F1 podcast. Uh, joining myself, Nigel Chu, I've got Freddie Coates he with me because Kevin Magnusson is back in 4-1. It's fantastic news. Uh, he's going to replace Nikita Mazepin after Mazepin was dropped earlier this week. Uh, Freddy, what's your immediate reaction to this news?
1: Oh, I think it's great. I think it's, I look at it and think, well, that's the obvious choice, isn't it? Um, Get the guy who was in that seat beforehand back. And it's fantastic. It's really good, really good, inspired signing for us to get back, who arguably has been the best driver they've had in that seat since the team's inception. In our seats, mm-hmm. the team's inception, definitely performed the best, definitely had their best driver's position in a championship in 2018 and it led them to, led them convincingly to that position of fifth in the Constructors' Championship in 2018. So I think it's a fantastic signing. I'm really happy to see him back.
0: Absolutely. He was originally meant to drive in uh, for Peugeot in the World Endurance Championship this year. Uh, and he was meant to do a full IMSA Championship as well with Chip Ganassi, but he's been re- released from both of those contracts. So and I think that was the biggest hurdle Hass had to face, was could they get Magnussen out of those contracts? They have. They said they mm. wanted someone experienced. So he's really the perfect fit for the job, alongside Mick Schumacher, who's only had one season under under his belt. Uh, what do you think of the other reasons Has have chosen uh, K-Mag?
1: What do I think of the other reasons? I think well, he's just a good driver. I think, I think there's nothing more than that. I think he's a guy who knows the team really well. He's a really good driver. He's someone they were able to get quickly. Chip Ganassi and Peugeot were able to release him very quickly because Chip Ganassi as a guy just understands racing and he understands the need for, uh, you know, understands when Formula One comes calling. And Peugeot has become a bit of a delay after delay after delay. If you've been following their intro into work closely, they're not going to be competing in Le Mans and that's in June. So if, if they hold him up to a contract, then he won't be doing any racing until arguably August. So... Um, they, they, there's no reason for them to keep him in that seat for so long and restrict him. And it's just an easy guy to get. Very good, very handy, very capable. The team love him. Um, uh, there's a little video that has put on social media showing him already arrived in Bahrain. Um, so all of this has been sort of t- time ago. Um, and we were all sitting here chatting about, Oh, maybe Jovan actually will get the seat. <laughs> um, but already catching up with his old, old friends in that garage and they're happy to have him and it's just going to give that team just a lift mm. just an absolute lift it's going to be his fifth season with the team he'll become the most experienced driver at that team surpassing Grosjean so yeah, very very good for them very good
0: Yeah, I don't always agree with everything you say about <laughs> f trendy, but I've got to agree with everything you've said there he is a very good driver uh he didn't really fully deserve to leave. Uh he, he he when he when he did leave at the end of 2020, he still could have been on the grid. It's just that's obviously in the at that time. We're going through some financial troubles and stuff like that. And Schumacher was on the rise. So it's great to have him back. Uh it does mean Pietro tapaldi hasn't got the seat. Do you think this was probably his last chance or only chance? to get into F1
1: Freddie. Uh yeah, I think so. I think for a race seat, I think none of us really would have considered him unless it was unless it was a situation like this where the race is mm. so close. Um I think really for Pietro, his best bet is the misfortune of others now, which is a bit of a shame. Um for mm. him he's not going to be hoping for that. He's going to be sort of hoping for a situation like, oh no, there's an ash cloud or something. So he's <laughs> yeah. perfectly healthy. That's but he a back to 10 years to ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he's perfectly healthy, but he can, can't race. Here I am. Um, and so is the car. It's here. It's that kind of thing. It's just the, the reserve driver's quandary, isn't it? Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would have liked to have seen him have a go. I would have loved it because I'm a champion of these kind of drivers, these drivers who are just... Left field and are handy. But you know, I do think if I were the team boss, I would choose Magnussen over Fittipaldi. Um yeah. they've still got Fittipaldi for as much of the testing as they can do uh tomorrow, mm-hmm. Thursday. Um we don't know how how much they're gonna run, but they're all in, they're all there. And who knows, maybe they'll be able to do the majority of the day. They're definitely mm-hmm. banking on doing the the afternoon session at least. Yeah. So Fittipaldi will do that while they seat fit Magnussen, get them all up to, up to spec with a 2022 Formula 1 car and the systems they've got in the car now, um, what's different with Ferrari and so on. And then him and Schumacher will run the last two days, whether they do Schumacher Friday, Magnussen Saturday or split the running, I don't know. I'd imagine, I, I feel like it'd be better to split the running. Um, just for Magnussen, he won't be at F1 fitness level. I mean, he'd be a very fit racing driver and he raced in the day to only 24 hours and nearly won that, I'm pretty sure. So, he's going to be a fit racing driver who's definitely going to be fine, but there's something about an F1 car that just is the next level on that comparatively to, to, a, to a prototype uh, DPI sports car. Um, but, you know, he would equip himself fine. Maybe it will take a race or two to get back to it, but It's not like he's familiarising himself with an entirely different car. The Haas processes are the processes he spent the most time with in Formula One. He did did something like 80 races with them. So those are going to be second nature to him. I reckon he'll he'll be surprised at how much it comes back to him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'd agree with that. And we saw Fernando Alonso, yes, he didn't quite get up to speed fully in the first half of the season last year after he came back. But the first race in Bahrain, he had the upper hand on Ocon. um, So it wouldn't surprise me if Magnussen, if we saw something similar. In fact, how do you think he will stack up against Schumacher? And what does this mean for Schumacher as well? It's the first time we're going to see... A proper head to head because ultimately Mazepin was quite far behind last year.
1: That's exactly my thoughts on that. It's the it's the proper head to head for for Mick, and I think that's exactly what Mick needs. I think he's lucky it's coming a second season, not his first. Um, but it would be very good for Mick just to have that uh, competition. Really, I think it'd be good for us to see. It'd mm-hmm. be a nice little nice little um, battle. Like you get with teammates. Um, obviously, there was, it was a bit more there was a lot of friction between uh, Schumacher and Mazepin last year, and it did get to quite a head sort of mid-season, um, mid to late season. So who knows, who knows whether the famously quite hot-headed, well, not hot-headed, but I'd say firm um, <clears throat> Magnussen would go in a similar route because I'd say um, a lot of the bad moves that Mag- Mazepin was criticised for last year um were moves that Magnussen didn't shy away from, let's say. Um, So, who knows, maybe maybe racing in sports cars and doing a bit more winning would have changed that, maybe not, who knows. Um, But either way, I reckon you'll see two closer teammates and you'll see a Haas car and a Haas team with a lot of oomph behind them and a lot of willingness to push forward. Um, it's K Mag's second second chance in F one. He, he's yeah. a he's a lucky bugger, really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's lucky, but you got you got to make the most of your fortune in, in this game, as as, as You're we right. both know. So, so and I think this is the first really big positive news that everyone's been everything. i in any way, has been positive about for Haas for quite a long time as well. So, the great signing, and I think I can see Magnus and Schumacher pushing each other on as well. They've, that means they can get into Q2 consistently or even score points every three or four races, and that'll be fantastic. So after so. a period of, well, difficulty, I have to say the hmm. least, this is a stepping stone of a possibly a pretty decent year for them. So I think everything is positive about it. Uh, and if, you know, if that's the case, then you can't really argue against that, I don't think. Makes you think they can, um,
1: can finally have that season they've been dying to have since the end of 2018, really. 2018 mm. was a really good season where things went a bit awry at points um, and could have yielded more. And 2019 should have yielded more and didn't. And then obviously 2020, um, they were losing money hand over fist. They were close to folding. 2021 was a write-off, and, but they had... They had funding, and that funding has gone towards a 2022 car, which we were all all right with in Barcelona when it was running. Um, obviously, mm. it had a, had a bit of unreliability, but if if that can be built upon, really, it's it's a handy car. Let's be honest. From what we saw in Barcelona, obviously, the the field spread is going to be completely different in Bahrain, but um, who knows? Who knows? I really do hope you're right, and there are you know Q two appearances and. Points every other every few races because yeah these two drivers it's a really good lineup it it moves them up a pos- it moves hass up a position for me in best driver lineup
0: <laughs> yeah I'd say, I'd have to say the same yeah it, I mean that it, that experience alone of Magnussen yeah is a massive factor to have compared to Mazavin. so yeah I'd have to agree with that and I think the key for the test was just to get Magnussen up to speed as much as possible get. Some miles under the car because ultimately they did finish tenth, which was last uh, in, the, yeah. in the Barcelona test. So yeah. I think that'll be the key. They aren't going to miss a few hours on the first day, but if they can have no problems, then um, there's no reason why they can't perform well in the first race. So... He's no
1: stranger to late jump-ins, is K. He had to mm. in Australia in 2015 to jump in for an injured Fernando Alonso at McLaren Honda and he was something like half a second off Button in an awful car, but that's mm. Jensen Button who's a McLaren specialist, so that's fair enough yeah. as a gap for a car you've not driven. Um, he came into Renault really late and got on board with the systems there immensely quickly I think from memory. Mm. Um, in I mean, he had testing at least most of then, yeah. but you know, he had testing a week after he signed a contract. Didn't have any simulator mm-hmm. time, really. So, obviously, and even, going Even to on his motion.
0: f on debut, he finished on the podium on his yes, debut. Yes, he did. You I
1: mean, overtake Oh,
0: exactly. So, so, even that just shows, and the two examples you just said there, it shows that he can adapt quickly, which is a great skill to have as for, for, for any racing driver. So, yeah.
1: It's a fantastic skill. And it's a skill that. Um, hopefully, will will help him in this new era of F1 cars. His third generation of F1 car, really. It's mad to think that he's been in F1 that long, actually, when you think about it. Yeah. I still kind of think it's Kevin Magnussen as a bit of a new boy, but he's not at all. He's he's, he's, he's going into what will be his eighth season F1, I think, on the top of my head.
0: Mm,
1: no. fourteen. It'll be- it would be his seventh season if you don't count yeah. the one-off in 2015 um and you know it's very good he's only 29 so good for him multi-year contract yeah, actually um, we should discuss that yeah yeah Multi-year contract that's a big thing uh that's well that's one of the most surprising well, well, things for me what, what 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 do you take from that i take from that that has are firmly putting everything else behind them um firmly mm-hmm. looking forward into the future with the, with everything and everything you do Carli with, with Nikita Mazepin, that's gone. That's end. That's old news. He's not even on there. Um, something which no one will be privy to really, but maybe apart from us, but on their media website, there's they have, I saw this a few days ago and they have, you know, their past drivers like stats and stuff. And they have it. They had it for Roman. They had it for Kevin and they had it for Mick they are taken everything details off Nikita has been off that. They're really firmly sacking that off to the past and keep bringing Kevin Magnuson on for some time is a commitment to the team that they're, um, you know, it's a commitment from Haas, the owner and from Steiner that they're not going to be messing around with any more like dodgy sponsors, dodgy the end goal words, but you know, just they're not going to look at the check first and ask questions later. Um, because that's got them in hot water. They're going to put the team first and they're going to bring Magnuson in and say, we know this is a driver you get on with that you like, that we all rate here, that we think is really fast. You get some with us and is a proper member of the Haas team. He's not just a plug and play um, teenager. He's a member of Haas. And it says to every person on the ground, in the factory, on the track side, wherever, you, if you're um, in Marinello, if you're in Banbury, wherever you are, um, it says to it, any employee of house, "Yeah, we mean business. Come on, guys, let's do it." And it g's that team up to another level that they haven't really aren't really going to have had since twenty eighteen in my books.
0: Absolutely, and for Magnuson himself, he is only twenty nine, like you say. So he sh- should be coming into the peak of his career. Although the peak of everyone's career is different, it seems. I mean, look look at Hamilton; he's thirty seven, he's still yeah. stronger than, than than ever. Alonso's forty. So Madison could <laughs> theoretically be being F1 for another 10 years, which is oh, <laughs> kind wow, of crazy right. to think. So it's like that kind of
1: podcast episode. Um,
0: <laughs> but yeah, oh, I mean imagine, if, if, he, if he performs well, then then other teams will, will, will look at him or if has improved, then he might as well just stay for you know as as, as long as he can.
1: Yeah, he may as well. I don't see any reason why he shouldn't stay for a long time. Um now he never he did perform badly. Um Really, the reason he wasn't there was because they couldn't afford to keep a professional driver. They had to take a um, paid driver. Um, Mm. But really, it's worked out pretty well for Magnuson. He did the year out when the car was at its worst. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. And they they developed a car with all the money that the driver they don't even have anymore, which is (laughs) a fun fun bit of irony um, if you're into that kind of thing. So... You know, I think I'm excited for Magnuson. You know, I'm really excited for him. I think oh, it's nice to feel good about Haas again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Excited for Magnuson, excited for Haas, excited for the test that's coming up. Uh, it will be on Thursday. So, yes, uh, three days of testing. We will be back. After it at the after it at uh, the weekend at some point to review it all and talk about the season ahead, which is now just what ten days away. So goodness me, it's time to get ready, ready. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> time to get yeah. ready for uh, F1. Um, absolutely. Wow. So, wow. so 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 until after the test, uh, enjoy it. if you can watch it on Sky Sports F1 and F1 TV, depending on where you live. Uh, we will be back after that. So until then, we will see you next time.